Okay, we're going to do the Vad today again for the Ilui Nishmas of the Nishamas, the people that were killed in Artisrol, Fuah Shalema for those that were injured, and Latzlocha and Yeshua for Klal Yisrael. So we're holding a Madregas HaOdom in Perak Beis, and it's about to start an extremely deep topic, which is something that's an unbelievable eye-opener. It needs a lot of work in Avodah Hashem. He says, I don't know if I'm going to read every word in this paragraph, it's very lengthy, but I'll bring out the main points. But for now, I'll read. He says, If you contemplate and think into all of the character traits, Nimsa kechoyma hiyuli, kehema kechoyma hiyuli. The the midas themselves really is like material that could be developed either for good or for bad. You can't call something bad, completely bad, even if it has a badness to it. For example like chaos uh, or stubbornness or whatever it is, but it can be used for good too. Okay? And you can't call something completely good, because even good things like Rachmanus, sometimes are not allowed to be used. If you use it to be Merachim on the wrong people, then it's bad. So nothing is complete. Okay? Even though certain Tchunas are worse and certain tunas are better. But you can't call anything completely bad or completely good. And now this is what develops the avoid of Adam. We know it says, Adam le'amal yulad. He was created to work, to toil. And a big piece of the toiling is that nothing is black and white. That means the person has to constantly live in a situation of thinking and decision-making. And he's going to bring up another layer of Avaidah. To always check your motives. And make sure you're using things the right way. That's a very deep thing. Because Avaidah Hashem requires focus. It requires knowledge. You have to understand the Midas. You have to understand the Torah to understand where, when, and how to use them. Everything has to be al Torah. And then, you have to be aware of where you're coming from. Okay, so let's watch how he develops this. Very deep things. In Avodah Hashem. He says, Depends how it's used. If you use the media in its place and its time the way you're supposed to, only for your agendas, and so this is very much connected about something that we spoke about in the past, in the earlier parak, 
that a person has to acquire what we call yishrei lev, a straight heart. It's a big work. You have to create a straight heart because you constantly have to make your own decisions. And you have to calculate your deeds based on a straight calculation. Not with negiyas and other things, right? Very important. There's such a thing called a jealousy, which is very bad. The Pesach says that this type of jealousy will cause your bones to rot. It's very dangerous for a person, even physically, will wear a person down and destroy him, this jealousy. And then there's a type of kinah which will advance your chokhmah. So it's a good kinah. So you see, kinah, you can't just say kinah is bad. This kinah which is bad and this kinah which is good. And you have to know how to use it and understand the differences between them. A person can think he has good kinna, but really has bad kinna. She right? He might convince himself that the kinna he's having now is a good kinna in order to help him stay. Meanwhile, it's a bad kinna. It's the same feeling, but it depends on how you're using it. Are you thinking about what's lacking by you, but you're totally, completely happy about your friend? Or he'd rather have his friend down. He's not interested in growing. He just doesn't want his friend above him. So he wants to bring his friend down to him. That's very bad. This is what Bir Hamidus is. Bir Hamidus is to know how to calculate where you're coming from. What's your intention? So, even though the Alta from the Vardic says that Midas, like Kinnah, they, they feel the same way, right? But really there is a way to tell. Because we can't be left in a situation where we can't tell anything. You understand? On one respect, the Hargosha is the same. It's called Kinnah. It's a comparison between two human beings. But there is a way to tell there's a sefer called Chesh Ben Hanefesh. Ever heard of it? Unbelievable sefer. I used to give Baden to the Kail on it while you were a Bachar. You were all Bachar when I used to give it. Okay? So, this is an unbelievable sefer. In the Hagdoma to the sefer, there's a beautiful Hagdoma for Rabbi Isaac Sheh, and he discusses this thing. And years and years ago, I don't mean 50 years ago because I'm not 50, but a long time ago, there, I wanted to write a whole piece on this Indian. And I wanted to call it like something like Simanim, where a person can know where, if he's doing something with the wrong intention or not, because it's very hard to tell. You have to have little indications to know what that is. Okay? So, Rabbi Isaac Shea says 
if your kinna is coming from a bad place, then you'll feel inside your body an ill feeling, a painful feeling when you see your friend doing something good. You'll feel deflated. Some type of feeling, you'll feel it in your body. It's an amazing thing how HaKadosh Baruch Hu connected the Neshama, the Nefesh, and the Guf together that you can actually feel reactions in your body from a bad kinna. But on the other hand, when you have good kinna, you were able to feel motivated, excited, pumped, feel empowered that you could actually do something. My friend could do it, so I could do it. So you could feel it inside of yourself. But you have to listen. You have to pay attention. If you don't listen and you don't pay attention, you're not going to feel it. Because Be'etzem, the meter of kinna is being operative as you go. Your kinna is actually working. Something's happening when you're having kinna. It's a similar meter, right? So that's what the altar is saying. The altar is saying that the midas, you can't call it bad or good. It's how you use it. If you use jealousy in a certain way, then it's very bad. If you use jealousy to grow, it's very good. And you have to pay attention. If you don't pay attention, you don't know what's happening. So again, just to go over, especially for Yehuda just came, you know. It's very important to get this idea. A person cannot live life on autopilot. Person has to always be thinking. He has to be knowledgeable too. He has to be knowledgeable and thinking. Because since the meters are constantly working, that's how we, that, that makes the machine work. Our meters. And meters can be used for good and they can be used for bad. And automatically the Yetzirah wants to use the meter and control it for bad. We have to be aware, we have to be alert, we have to be watching what's going on. A person has to live constantly with his bonus, and he has to know the simonim of when a bad meat is working and when a good meat is working. It's very important to know that. For example, sometimes a person can feel about himself he's a humble person. But how does he know if he's really humble? Maybe he's not humble. Maybe his whole humility is only a vehicle to bring honor to himself. Maybe his humility is only to exonerate himself and to make himself potter from, uh, for example, he says, no, who am I? I'm going to give a chabura. Eh, nothing special. Right? Maybe he's using his humility to potter himself from culinary kula. Right? Maybe he's using his humility, to, his humility to say, like, why should I say anything? No one's going to listen to me anyway. Who am I that they're going to listen to me, right? But maybe he's a big fat Balgaiv at the same time. So, a simon, the true simon, Rabbi Rucham says, to know if you're humble or not, is if you have kipedas on people who speak against you. You get angry, kas, and you're insulted and hurt by people easily, you know? Not all insult comes from Gaiva, but he's coming from Moshe Rabbeinu, that it says that Moshe Rabbeinu was anav. Where does the Torah say that Moshe Rabbeinu was anav? Where? It says it 
when Miriam and Aaron spoke about Moshe Rabbeinu, then all of a sudden the Torah talks about his humility. Why, why all of a sudden now? Moshe Rabbeinu was always in Anab. All of a sudden now the Torah decided to pick it. So Rabbi Rucham says, because that's the true indication for, for humility. People could speak against you and you don't have kapeda on them. You try to down them with kavzuchus. Maybe you have to talk it out with them. But you're level-headed. You're not broken. So that shows that you're, you're not, you're an onav. You understand? So people have to know the simanim of what's true good midas and what's not true good midas. Person can have motivation for chesed, think he's about chesed. He's doing pu'ulas of chesed. But at the same time, he just wants to flatter people to get their validation. Not so simple. I once was aiming on something in Masil Sasharim, a fascinating thing. Masil Sasharim talks about Balei Gaiva. He gives different categories of people that are Balei Gaiva. Okay? One of the guys is a Balgaiva who plays the Onav. That's how he gets uh, covered. He's Mr. Onav, right? But the lush of the Masil Sasharim uses a fascinating lush. The guy says about himself, he's acting like an honor, he says about himself, En hacham ve'anav kamoni. There is no wiser, humbler person, more humble, I don't know how to say it in English, more humble person than me. So Bishle Mechacham, a guy can fadimians, you know, people could get into the, into the dimion that they're such a hacham. But you're playing the anava to get covered. So that's like, the anav itself is gaiva, right? So how can you say en anav kamoni? What's up with that? So what's the pshat? Because a human being, when he's acting like an anav, trying to fake other people, he really faking himself. Starts to believe it. En hacham ve'anav kamoni. And then the Messiah Shalom says, Things are going to come up in his life and you'll see that he's a Balgaiva Ba'etzim. So he has to be looking for those Simonim. So we're learning a very important thing. We're going to stop because we have to dive in, so it's getting a little late here, but a very important Yesodis in Avoid. person came to this world, Hashem wants him to be constantly Oisik Adam Na'amal Yulad. Hashem wants us to be in Avoid. Masil Zisharab says that we are Betoch Milchoma Chazaka. We're always in a war. And we're like a blind man walking at the riverbank. When I was a little boy, like ninth grade or tenth grade, mm-hmm. I don't remember, I used to learn my Rebbe, Masil Sisharim. Then my Rebbe was Rabbi Nachem Mintz. Now he's a Rav in Coventry as Yeshiva. Back then he was a tenth grade Rebbe. And he used to learn me every day, Masil Sisharim. And I remember learning that for the first time. And I couldn't understand, like, what does that mean? Every second, this test is, you know, okay, once in a while we get hit with a test, you know. What does the Masil Sashara mean? That we're walking like on the riverbank and we're blind, and if a person doesn't learn Torah, and if a person doesn't do Cheshbon nefesh and he's not constantly aware of himself, and he has to have a self-awareness and understanding and unbelievable things, you know. But as you get older in life, you start to realize things if you pay attention. But the Yitzhar is very big, and he's always playing into your psychology, into your thinking, into your motives, into your reactions. 
A person, again, you can't do this overnight because you probably snap if you start working like this 24-7, you know. But slowly, slowly, a person has to become a person who lives in a very realistic place and is a thinking person and understands how to meet this work. If you don't know anything about me this, and you don't know anything about yourself, and you don't know anything about life, it's very easy to live in a bubble where you don't realize reality. And that's something that's going to come out from this parak that we're learning in Madrigas the Odom. It's going to open our eyes to see things that we never saw before. Thoughts we never thought before, you know? I want to tell you something. I'll tell you a story that happened with you. But I'm going to say the story because I'm not saying your name. I'll say the story that happened with you because it's an important story. One time you came to me and you said that Hashem answered your tefillahs and you got a, a very important meeting with a company that could be unbelievable to make money. So Hashem, unbelievable. So I told you, how do you know? Maybe HaKadosh Baruch Hu is putting it as a test to see if you're going to take off from learning. Who said it's for your, to give you a financial? Maybe it's a, a test to see if you're worthy of any siyat of the Shemayu, or to see if your learning is chashed by you. How do you know? You have to take off a kviyasitim for it, right? Like we saw, he sent me the picture of the soldier with the Gemara. Ah, where the Kazakh, you know? Kvias Itim There's bullets going all over the place, right? So I asked him that question. Now, why to ask that question? Because a person has to think this way and this way. Doesn't mean he was wrong, but he didn't think about the other side. We automatically, our Yetzirah makes us think one way that's beneficial for the pocket. We have to train ourselves to think Ulai the opposite. And I saw a story once brought down, a very important story, with Rebruderman and the altar from Slabotka. Rebruderman in, in Europe, he once saved a few pennies to be able to buy himself tzitzit. And he was very excited. He finally had enough dollars, you know, to get himself tzitzis. And he told the altar from Slabotka with excitement, I was saved up money. To buy tzitzit, and I got tzitzit. So the altar told him, who said, maybe you should take that money and help guys in yeshiva don't have money. And Rebruderman was busted up. What does that mean? I said, I, I, like I, I saved pennies to become a mitzvah. So he went to Rabbi Zikshara afterwards, and he said, why did the altar not give me like a pat on the back, you know? So Rabbi Zikshara told him, because he wants to train you to think. It doesn't mean you were wrong. But did you think of the other side? Or you automatically thought of this side? And that was what he was trying to teach you. So this is a human being has to learn how to think. See all that stud him because the Yetzirah has Nagiyas and makes us want to do one thing, right? So his Boininus is a key component in Avaidus Hashem that you have to constantly be thinking because nothing's clear cut. It's not black and white. Sometimes you have to be nice, and sometimes you have to not be nice. It's not clear-cut things, right? So again, like I said before, to go into this world of thinking, like the way the Gedolim, they think about every single thing they do before they do it, we're not on the level to do that. For sure not. 100% not. Sometimes we have to speak things over with other people who know how to think better than us. 
but to start to train ourselves not to be, to think that there is other tzadim, there is Yetzirah in our lives. And obviously we have to learn about this. If you don't learn about this, you won't even have these tzadim. And a person can go through life living in a dimyan, a complete dimyan. And then he gets to Elam Ha'emes, and then he's like, well... You understand? So that's very important. So again, you have to take this subject carefully. Not to become anxiety and always thinking, maybe, maybe I'm not thinking right. That's not, you have to be a healthy person. You know, the Chazanish said, to learn Musa, you have to be healthy. You gotta be a healthy person. Musa doesn't always work for You have to be healthy spiritually too. Some people learn Musa, and the only thing they do come out from the Musa is they see the negative in everybody else. But nothing in themselves. So, Musa is not an automatic thing. You have to learn how to be healthy in order to learn Musa. Okay, so we're going to stop here for today.